when I was going through the rough period yesterday of like, my self-worth cannot be attached to accomplishments and goals. It cannot yes. be that like, because I'm productive and I like being busy. I'm the type of person who enjoys projects and things to do. And I happen to drive a lot of enjoyment, not because I'm getting something done, like check, check, check. Right. But it's more like I enjoy the process of being in whatever I'm in. And I, and I like that. I'm not a sit down and be quiet type of person at right. all. But I am learning, you know, through meditating and sitting and taking the time for myself to be like, okay, what do I like? Welcome back to another episode of Everything's Okay. Today we'll be talking all about stigma in life and society and just things that we've experienced going through our process and trying to get over the humps because you know it's all about mental health. So when you let these stigmas play into your life, it can definitely drag you down to places you don't necessarily want to be. We're super excited today, though, because we have the one and only Chaya Nene on the show talking to us. She is one of our <laughs> friends. We've had her on ItCap Podcast before, and we're just so super excited. This show, or this episode specifically, is actually inspired by one of your posts that you made on TikTok. Yes. So we just want to thank you for that. Of course. I'm so excited. You guys are the best, and it's always, always it's a pleasure to work with you. Well, um, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. But yeah, you're let, let's dive in because your post, you know, it's it's so relevant to anybody that that's in our industry, right? Because I mean, I, I can't imagine anybody in our industry or any artist for that matter, not necessarily in film and television, but a painter or writer, whatever, if it's deemed art, who hasn't at some point in their life heard get a real job, right? Be, because it's so the stigma attached to what you do, it, it, it's amazing how many people in society look at it that way, that, it, that it's not something real. It's, it's a hobby or it's a craft and, you, you know, you got to grow up and, and find something responsible to do. And, I mean, it's dangerous when that is attached to you because it leads to so many things. Doing the research, it, it's terrifying how many people – have suffered from depression or anxiety because of hearing those words to get a real job. What you do isn't relevant. What you do is not important. What you, you should this way, that way. It's 51.5 million adults have suffered from anxiety or depression. And 31 of that was a, a severe depression or anxiety, which is just crazy. Yeah, the numbers the numbers are insane. And you know, it's something that I heard that resonated really well with me was that in the pandemic, what did everybody turn to as their source of comfort was entertainment. Right. You know, and so it's funny because TV, Netflix, binging of shows, creating, like cooking, all the bread that happened, you know, like this right. is for all, sure. Yeah, it's an artistic endeavor that happened. And I think it's really interesting to devalue the art when it's not considered important and then lean on it at the same time. Mm. Um, and I think it's, I, sometimes I don't think it's mean spirited. Sometimes it's unintentioned, but the, for me, and I believe this very strongly to my course that words have an impact. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And they stay, stay with you. So if it's a family member, if it's a friend who was like, well, I have a real job or my job doesn't work that way. Like to them, what you're really saying to me is something else. What they're really saying to them is something else. And you're like, well, actually I do have a real job. And actually it's not nine to five or 12 hours. It's 24 hours. And it's in addition to all the other jobs I have to do so I can have this one. And it's exactly. a very, you know, we, we, you work all the time as a hustler and content creator all the time. And the percentage people see on national television is such a small percentage, but it's such a tip of the iceberg for everything you have to do to stay afloat. Oh, know? yeah, most definitely. And I'm curious, too, because like you've said, like we said in the beginning, you know, we hear a lot of this from some family members, some friends and mm. different things like that. What, I guess, inspired that post? Was it something that happened that day or was it just something you were thinking about and pondering on or what inspired that post? 
I think when you go home, it's kind of hard um, sometimes for the holidays to have conversations with family. Because everyone's like, oh, what have I seen you on? Right. And you're like, well, I don't know what your tastes are. So I have no idea what you want. <laughs> exactly. I have no idea what to tell you what you yeah. gave me. Yeah. Out. And then you'll say something and you get like blink, blink. And you're like, well, it's a TV scheduled at 7 p.m. on ABC. Actually. Right. You, know? you have but, to explain you know, you the say, whole. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and I think what I what happened was I had heard it a couple different ways of um when you're looking for work and everyone has the days in the industry where you're just like, God, I cannot do this anymore. Like, yeah, and I right. think that's, and I mean, total transparency that happened to me yesterday. I was having this day where I was just like, I don't know if I'm good anymore. I don't know if I can do it. And like, you have these doubts and it's not every day, all day, but when you have them, you know, the lowest of the lows when you're just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like how many times can I put myself out there? But I will tell you like, totally honestly, I've been looking um, for some different things to happen. And I've been getting a lot of no's. And for a while, that sucks. Because you're like, how dare they say no to me? Right. <laughs> but I think something that came to me last night really helped me. And this is kind of where the post came from, too, is thank God the people that said no said no because they don't see me. And I want the people who see me to really be on the team, you know, and That's see right. for my success, what whatever it is. And I think there was something I listened to the other day about Lady Gaga. And somebody asked this manager, like, you know, you saw her, you've turned her down. Do you feel bad? Do you regret it? She said, no, because it takes a team along with the talent to get to that person to where they need to be. And if I had done it, she may not have gotten all the, all the places she needed to go. And right. I'm like, yeah, that's right. And so that post really came out of this, this space of like feeling those feelings even. And I reminded myself of that last night. And then I went to a reading series last night and things changed on a dime. And I have to remind myself when I'm feeling that kind of way of like, it was amazing last night. I had a great night and it was a reminder and the validation sometimes you need. Like you can do it for yourself. But sometimes, mm -hmm. especially in this industry, it feels a little bit good to have somebody recognize and be like, you're doing fine. Everything's yeah. okay. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, exactly. Because on the flip side of that, like you said, when you when it is a series of no's and you start to have your own self-doubt, then when it is somebody close to you that says it, you know, that you get a real job or it's this or that, then you really start to, you feel devalued and maybe, you know, you're, you are worthless. Nobody does see you. Nobody sees the effort that you're putting in. And I mean, that can steamroll really quickly into a bad situation mentally, right? Because if you, if you're not getting that, that validation and, and even like you mentioned, self-validation, because a lot of people get to that point where they struggle with the anxiety and depression and then can't validate themselves they can't look inward to find that that spirit and so i feel like it's bad enough hearing it from outside people right but when it's people close to you you're like if anybody you should be seeing me and you're not seeing me how do you not see and that can be really really difficult i know me personally Nobody in my family takes it seriously except my daughter, right? My, my brother who passed away, he did. He was uh, he great. But nobody in my family, they all, oh, isn't that a cute hobby? Or, oh, wow, yeah, this or that. But then, like, nothing it, it, there's no acknowledgement of what it takes to do what we do or, or the effort that we put into it or the time. And, you know, that's hurtful. It, it, you know, you, you want your family to appreciate what you do and not look at it as, like, just some sort of, eh you know kind of a thing yeah and i feel the same way in some sense to where like when i first became part of crazy and media you know i felt like the outpour of support was just huge like everybody was like oh my goodness congratulations you're doing all these big things but as time goes on and as we say all the time this is a very slow burn type of industry and those expectations from the people who were telling you that they were proud of you one day, you know, a few years go by and you're still working on different projects and trying to get things off the ground. And they're like, oh, but you're not doing anything. Right. But yeah. you're like, I am. You just don't see it. And I can't put that out there. It's just all of these different things where it's like, were you really supporting me at that time? Or were you just trying to say I knew him when that type of situation, you know? So it's kind of it's very interesting because, yeah, I'm, I almost feel like it it um, it creates a gap. It creates a some sort of bridge between 
the people who are really there for you and the people who are just kind of safe face, I guess you could say. Well, yeah. That yeah. just want to be like, you know, if you do make it big, then yeah, I was supporting you 100% of the time. But then if it, you know, it's taken longer than what they expected, then they're like, ah, I mean, it looks like he's doing that, but I don't know. I don't know what he's really well, doing. Well, and a good example of that, and I don't know, have you had this happen too, Chai? Like when we debuted the film and we had the red carpet premiere and all that. Everybody who didn't want any part of it said it was a joke, a hobby, not a real job, and it couldn't be found for support anywhere. All of a sudden, it's like, well, where's my invite? Am I coming to the – do I get exactly. to be on the red carpet? Do I get to be there? It's like, oh, now you want to be there because it's some sort of a public event? Now you think it's real? And I don't know what's worse, them not supporting you the whole time or just wanting to show up, like you said, to save face when it is real to them. And it's like that – that oh, it drives me it's, it's crazy. It's frustrating. Yeah, it, it's like that story. It's like a kid's fable where I can't remember what animal it is, but the animal is like, who wants to help me um, make a pie? And every, every animal's like, not I, like not I, not I, not I. And so they find this beautiful pie is made. And he was like, oh, I'm going to eat the pie. And they're like, what about us? Why don't we get to eat it? And it's like, you weren't there the whole time. You exactly. Know? <laughs> exactly. I, I think there's an interesting place that I've come to where – you want to make friends along the way. And I think that's very important, but I think there's this idea of watching out for yourself and choosing yourself mm -hmm. that it's not always taught. You kind of have to learn to develop it because I'll admit, I go with big open arms to everybody. And sometimes you do that and you're, you're met a lot of times, but it's finding the real people that choose you when you need to be chosen, when you choose yourself. And that's I think right. that that, that is something, like you said, along the way of like, you know, if you weren't there from the beginning when times are, it's very easy for people to be there when things are going well. It's right. very, like they don't, you know, and when things are going bad, sometimes we feel like a burden. You're not a burden. You're just going through some tough shit. Like, I hope I'm allowed to say that. But yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. no. <laughs> I'm making sure. But you're going through some tough shit and you're allowed to be like, you know what? Things suck right now. And sometimes I just need you to be there and being like. Things are really hard for you and I see it and it sucks and I'm sorry. Like, let me know what you need. And if you don't, if you're not there for the, that part, you can't be there for the part, which is the quote unquote glory of like, oh my God, I just with my friend. I'm like, what is a friend? You know, right. what is a right. true friend? And, and the people, I think the getting the real job thing has always bugged me because I, besides the age of 15 to 18, I did not, I had a retail job because I wanted to learn and, and really appreciate what people go through because mm -hmm. I was a kid and I was like, you know, I buy my clothes. Why do people throw clothes on the floor? Like, this is ridiculous. Right. You know, I hate a human. And besides that, I've had gigs since then to try and make my life work, which I'm fine with. You know, I'm, I actually am that type of person who appreciates it. Then the, the con with that, as we all know, is when you need money and sometimes gigs are slow gigs come in between you've got a plan and it gets really scary when you're in the weeds and then people are like well see i had a stable job so that's not a concern or i could never like i could never deal with the financial insecurity that you have and you're like cool but i love what i do and hopefully those people do too but i haven't had to i've been fortunate in in finding multiple gigs in right. that way to be able to make what i want to do a reality and i think that that's really important for us. And I also think for everyone hearing that from people, like, oh, it's a hobby. I think the biggest thing I can stress is plan for yourself, learn financial literacy, learn. And what I mean by that is like, how can you invest on a small scale? How can you invest on a big scale and prepare the nest egg so that when people throw this in of get a real job into your face, you're like, cool, I have a real job and I'm taken care of. Yeah, 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 exactly. I almost feel like, you know, because we do it with actors, but we also do it with the entertainment industry in general. We put the entertainment industry specifically up on a pedestal to where like it's this almost unachievable dream. And even those who are trying to get to it, you feel like are you know, going down the pipeline and you don't necessarily fully believe in them, but it's also they nobody thinks of it like, like a real job, like life in the sense of, you know, there's waves. You just got to ride the wave and see where you go and see how far you can get and how successful you can be and how getting promoted and all these different things. So it's that stigma to, you know, like not think about it like that. And I feel like that's what hold a lot of us who are in this industry back because, they put that on you and they say like little side comments and it just makes you feel down and worse and out, but you have to keep moving forward because that's what you love. 
Exactly. And I feel like when you when you get into those little ruts, you know, then it starts affecting other areas of your life, right? If you start to become isolated and you're feeling like you're 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 not valued and and maybe you're worthless or you're not good enough, that starts to leak over into other areas, into relationships and into friendships because you start to isolate yourself and pull away from people and you put these walls up and then the stigma is attached to you then that somebody you must be an asshole or you must be a bitch or why are you so isolated or why are you so selfish because you're spending time with yourself and you don't want to do things with us and they don't realize that it's all playing into that that I'm in this position because of what what you guys were and I'm like retreating in and so it gets really difficult because I feel like it not only messes with your career and your dreams and everything you're trying to do but in life in general, it starts messing with. Because I mean, I know when I like when I started on this journey that I'm on now, you know, and kind of gone inward to kind of be like, okay, let me just readdress everything of where I'm at in life and what I'm doing. Really, kind of after the divorce and and all this kind of stuff, I was judged wholehearted. Why aren't you out dating? Why are you alone? Why are you this? Why are you single? Are you not good enough? Or this not good enough? And, and I'm like. I'm literally just trying to like figure myself out. How can I be good enough for someone else if I don't if I don't feel good enough for myself and I'm trying to figure myself out and where I'm at now as this person after all these years of marriage and now I'm not and like you know so the stigma attached to any little thing that you do that's not perceived normal by somebody else, you get judged for. And it, it's it's really hard. No, I think that that's very astute. It does leak into friendships and relationships. And I, I was saying this to myself when I was going through the rough period yesterday of like, my self-worth cannot be attached to accomplishments and goals. It cannot yes. be that like, because I'm productive and I like being busy. I'm the type of person who enjoys projects and things to do. And I happen to drive a lot of enjoyment, not because I'm getting something done, like check, check, check. Right. But it's more like I enjoy the process of being in whatever I'm in. And I and I like that. I'm not a sit down and be quiet type of person at right. all. But I am learning, you know, through meditating and sitting and taking the time for myself to be like, okay, what do I like? Not what someone else told me to like, like what's actually my favorite flower? Not, you know, like not the one I was told I should like, or not the one that people like, or what my models were, but like, what do I as a human being like, and how do I know? Like, I know I'm good. Mm -hmm. And that has to stay with me across all of these other things that tell you you're not, because I think right. people also, Jealousy comes into play. We all get jealous about different things. And I think that that sometimes you're jealous of someone else's success. Sometimes they're jealous of yours, but how you conduct yourself in that moment of jealousy is important. And, but I think sometimes people can't help it and comments leak. And that's where the comments come in that people are saying, because it's a moment of them not feeling great about themselves. But right. like you said, that stays. And I, and I do feel like you can just stop talking to the people you care about and sharing with them. Cause you're just like, I'm going through such this whirlwind and you feel guilt. You feel real guilt about being like, I'm not always having a bad time, but in this industry, you're like, it's just, it's really hard. I think to stay really, really, really like focused and positive and know, and you need these reminders and you need these conversations with a good friend of being like, look, I'm feeling really crappy right now. I don't need to be fixed. What I need is you to be there. And sometimes let me go to a rage room with you, you know, like, yeah. or sometimes, like, <laughs> if that's what I need, let me get it out. Or sometimes just be like, don't you forget who you are? Like, yeah. don't you forget or how, how you are and how I see you. And if you have people that can't see that, I think it's important, like friends and family to remember that and not go to those people as your sources of comfort when you need them, because mm -hmm. you're just going to hear back this like half watered down version of what you want. And that also takes away from your piece because you're like, damn, they didn't see it either. Like, what is starting to happen? Yeah, and, right. You know, I just think it's, I didn't, I feel like I was super naive a lot of my life. And now I'm starting to see as, as I go through this journey of when comments are genuine and when comments are jealousy. And then I kind of just filter it. And I think the best thing that I've learned through that, why I made that post was that I'm someone who, who has lived by the rules my whole life. I like organization. I like rules. But at the same time, I haven't. So like through my wrestling and being the only girl, like I found what the time I have shown and I've been the best versions of myself is when I surrendered, I let go, and I didn't live by the traditional rules of anyone else. Right. And I'm 
obvious then. And I feel like every artist can kind of relate to that. And so when you go home and you have people are like, why aren't you getting a real job? You need to make money. Like that stifles your soul and your creativity. And there's nothing wrong with any of those jobs. It's just that I know how miserable I've been when I've had a job and I'm like, I'm not doing the thing that I love. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, uh, I want to go back to what you were saying when you're having a conversation with your friend and they, they want to try to fix it. Me specifically, I can speak about my personal experience as a man. And I feel like men do this specifically is we always try to fix something, even when that doesn't need to be fixed, just <laughs> let it be there. You know, it's very hard. And that's something I'm trying to, you know, inch back on because it's not necessary. We need to just feel our feelings about it and just let it lie. And um, I feel like that can also put a lot of pressure on, I'm not saying just men do that, but I'm, that can put a lot of pressure on people who try to just fix that because they they feel themselves are the fixers and they don't necessarily see their selves and what they're doing like for example they don't see what they uh who they are they only see themselves as a fixer for other people but they're not fixing things in their own personal life so i think that's something that i've been going through on my journey trying to figure out you know that's their situation and i have to let them take care of that because it has nothing to do with me even when it comes to my fiance and everything that she's doing with her life trying to figure out you know her professional career what she wants to do and all these things like that i can't step in and be like well, you like this, this, here's our few options. Um, so I, it's really hard for me. And I've got to always talk to myself and be like, hey, listen, that's her life. She can figure out all she needs from you right now is just that support system. And, and I mean, I just do that with everything. So I'm trying to get better about not trying to be the fixer. Well, you know, and that plays into like, because as a parent, right, you're always like, oh my gosh, you don't have it figured out. I have to take care of you. Exactly. I have to help you kind of a thing. But I have, with not only Emily, but with Logan too, and, and just from the learning process of myself, and I, I want to go back to what you said about, you know, the rules and normal, because I feel like society and parents and, and, and you know, they have this set of what is normal. You should be married by this age. You should have a house by this age. You should have a family by this age. And it's like, why? What, there is no set. You should do anything. It's just you should live your life and have it happen when it happens. So I've I've tried to pass along like there are no set rules, right? It's okay if you're not married by this age. It's okay if you don't have a kid by this age or you don't even have to have a family if you don't want a family. It's like the stigma that's attached to you have to do this. You have to do this because that's the norm in society. It's like, but why? Like you said, I feel like a lot of people, especially artists, but anybody in general, I think you really find yourself when you don't stick to the rules, when you do step outside and go, wait a minute, I don't have to do this. I can do this and I'm okay. And, and I feel better about myself if I don't do this. And I think that's a big problem is, is that society puts these things on people about. And then if you feel like if you didn't accomplish it, you've somehow failed at life if you haven't accomplished it. And that's ridiculous because how many people try to live up to those standards and then they get into their 30s or 40s and realize they hate life i didn't want to get this i didn't want to do this and now i'm trapped because i felt like this is what i was supposed to do and they're miserable and do you want to get there i don't want to get there like you know exactly no i'm, I'm with you and I, I do think i can relate to you logan about fixing because that's also in my nature is like a caretaker a nature in my nature is to fix and to help and it, it's really hard for me i've been learning to tell myself to be like I now, and I have in the past asked, like, what do you need from me? Do you need mm -hmm. me to listen? Do you need solutions? Do you need someone to hold your hand? And what, what do you need? Because my first instinct is to be like, yes, okay, you're in pain. I don't want you to be in pain. Let's fix it. Right. right. And it's hard. It's hard when you see people you love, but then the other lesson, and I think the best lesson is that if you help and fix people, you're actually crippling them further in their journey because they need to fall on their face and go through it, which is so hard. It is. And you love people to see them and being like, uh, <laughs> you, I could prevent it. Right. Like, exactly. let me like save you. Yeah. Um, and, and I do, I get frustrated sometimes when I'm seeing somebody like <laughs> just not make a good choice or, and that's judgmental of not making a good choice. It's not a good choice to me. But if you see somebody and you're like, God, if you just take 
just go come come, come here right. like go right. do that right. and like your life might be a little bit easier or like don't do what you're about to do but um I think it's really funny because like I catch myself doing it and sometimes I'm like, okay, this is actually what I need. So I started telling people actually now when, when I do make a call and, and I'm feeling crappy or something and I'm like, I don't want to be fixed. I just need you to listen to me right now and just let me be like, I can't, I'm just upset and just empathize. Be like, yes, that sucks. Like you, we can validate it. You know, like I'm a pretty positive person in general about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but there are times when I just need someone to be like, this situation sucks. We can wallow. Like you're allowed to wallow and allowed to be like, why, why did this happen to me? Like, let me have a pity party for 10 minutes and then I will pull myself out of it. But you know, I think that's one thing. And I think the rules that you were talking about as well and happiness and and living i think there's so much pressure we put on ourselves to Mm -hmm. do things on a certain timeline right right including our careers yeah this career is not a plus b we'll see it is not not linear you will be doing wonderful one year and then it'll be three years of silence and i think that is the hardest pill to swallow and that's where the whole get a normal job comes in oh yeah like but if i get the normal job it cycles the creativity or takes my time like I can't work a nine to five and be open for an audition at 5 p.m. and drive across, you know, wherever or go for a self tape. And and I think now what I'm seeing in the self tape world is that we're getting richer auditions, but it's meatier material and you, you can't half ass it. You can't just be like, OK, well, I'm just going to throw it together. These are your chances, your mm-hmm. doors, your opportunities. That's right. And I don't want to blow them like it means sacrifice. And I think actors get a hard like a hard time with it with trips because I've had to cancel trips before to be like, I booked a shoot and I have to be here. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I've been met with a lot of understanding, but I have a lot of guilt. Like I've missed bachelorette parties. I've missed other situations where I'm just like, I love you. I just cannot be there for this particular event because this is my shot. You know, this is the thing that pays for my entire year. So like, I can't, I can't give that up. Yeah. And it's in, in a day where I'm just like, Oh, I have to go home or, I want to go do this event or like I was at a, an event a little while ago um, at a party and I had an audition the next day and I was like, I need to be careful. And I have to do this audition in three different accents, two of which I don't know. So I need to be very careful and learn overnight. And so I was the type A at a party who found a friend who's really excited about auditioning. And I'm like, I need you to say your accent in my ear all night. And then I turned the party kind of into a coaching session, but you know, we had fun. And so, you know, it's, I think it's funny because that is the job. I think it's the job is 24 seven. And also what I think the really exciting thing is what you guys are doing what other people are doing, your passion is the job, because it comes into our work. Like I, and during the pandemic, I was doing this melted crayon art pieces. And one of them booked me a national commercial. And I did that for me, like I didn't do that for anybody else. It was right. just so funny. I was like, that thing that has nothing to do with this has become the thing that has gotten me work. And now those pieces are hanging up at a coffee shop in LA. And I never would have thought the thing that I was passionate about for my, for me, like I like it. I like my art is being seen in a different lens. So I think all the things that we're doing is our job. It is the normal job. It is the real job because everything, even this conversation we're having, somebody could listen to this later and be like, I really like this the way they did. Let's hire them for this podcast. Let's hear this. Like you just never know with our exactly. lives. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the whole reason I started editing was for the podcast because we had a passion for talking about the entertainment industry. You know, we're obviously working in it and we're super big fans of it. We have opinions about things and so we want to get those voices out there. But that has also led to me editing for different podcasts and me editing promotional videos for different businesses and different things like that. So it's the smallest things that can lead into something else. And something else I wanted to touch on and I wanted to see and pick your guys' brains about it a little bit is comparison do you Mm. compare yourself to different people in the entertainment industry me specifically there's one guy and this motherfucker's name is tom holland okay (laughs) because me and him are like the same age and i'm just like you motherfucker you're just like all the way up there and i'm just right here but i can't do that because everybody's path is different he got started way younger than i did and there's just all of these different you know things these challenges but i just look at the ages and i'm just like Mm, comparison. <laughs> I think anytime you compare yourself to someone else, you're setting yourself up for failure. Oh yeah. And I and don't get me wrong, I understand failure is necessary for success, 
but not that type failure. Not the part, not where you're going to tear yourself apart internally because you're trying to compare yourself to someone else and where they're at in their journey. You know, I always, I always try to say, you know, anytime says, oh my gosh, you're this age or that age, or you know, you have to point out there are people like a Morgan Freeman who didn't even get started until well into his late fifties, early sixties. You know, and look at him now, and you know, again, there is no norm of if you don't get started by this you're never going to be successful by that or you know who cares how old or how young you are or where that the first thing is take that step yeah. doesn't matter when or where or how just take the step and then live your own path and um, see i think for you though that comes from your break your like 20 year hiatus from the entertainment industry because yeah. at the beginning you can't tell me you weren't comparing yourself to different people. Oh, I was wholeheartedly and I was going after and trying to find the thing. And and, and it's so funny because, you know, then it, yeah, the, the the real job, right? It was that it was that, oh my God, the, the wife is pregnant. Uh, what the I can't go eight months without pay. <laughs> you know, I've got a baby or whatever. So yeah, it was a forced break. But I think like everything in life, if if you're if you're smart. And you and you look at the situation. You learn from things, right? This exactly. is a break that I did not want to take, but I learned from that, and I, I I accumulated knowledge so that when I did jump back into it, I was better for it. Uh, you know, am I older now? And people are going to look at me like, "Wow, he's starting so old now again." It's like, well, yeah, but now I'm bringing this to the table that I didn't bring when I was 20. So you you know you got you just have to look at situation in life and be smart enough to go. Like you, like you said earlier, Chai, it's not linear. Things happen, and so maybe you're going here, and uh oh, now you're here, and you oh, oh, then you're here, and you're back to here now. That's okay as long as you understand that these these different paths are necessary to get you where you're supposed to be. Exactly. I, you know, I think that's so important. No, I, I think that that's. I think the biggest thing, and I think there's a book that I've read recently that kind of reinforced some of the stuff I've been thinking about is like the atomic habits of like, you don't have to be perfect. Exactly. You just have to start. And the thing is little actions compound into big ones. So I've been told this year, cause I've been trying to hear the language of how people describe you because it's reflecting back what you're doing and trying to like gain an understanding more about sense of self. And something that has been said to me repeatedly is you get shit done. And yeah, I do. But I also have like this, my parents, there's a story about Arjun in the Mahabharata about like when he's shooting for an arrow and he, all the other disciples and students are like the, the guru asks him like, what do you see? And they're like, oh, I see the, the entire bird. I see the wing. I see the tree. I see the wind. And they ask Arjun, Arjun sees, I just see his eye. And he says, you're ready to shoot, shoot it. And it's the focus, like this big is what you need to focus on. on right. Those. And if you can keep that focus, every day you take a step towards what you want to do, I feel like that's how shit gets done. And that's where my focus is. It's not that I'm great or, or really good at anything. It's just that I know that I have a focus and I know every day I will do something to get there. And I feel like all of a sudden you look back and you're like, wow, I actually did all these things that like I didn't know I could do because every day I said yes and I made that choice to keep honoring it. And I think timeline-wise, who cares what age you are? Who cares like, I do believe anybody can get started. I tell people all the time, if you're interested, you're really interested, you can start tomorrow. And it doesn't mean that you have to jump into a class and take headshots and do all this. It's just that first choice of mm-hmm. the decision in here. And from there, you do the next little step, the next little step, and you get further and further along. And I think that's one thing. And in comparison, hell yeah, I've compared myself to other people. And you get into <laughs> those days when you're just like, this person. You know, I think it's hard. It was harder when you were in the room as an actor because you see 15 people that look like you. We're all going out for the same role as you, same age, same this. And you're just like, why are there 15 lookalikes of me in this room? And then whoever gets it, there is this idea. But I will say that I started this early on is that if something is meant for me, it will not pass me by. Mm. And sometimes, and I do believe this, that the spotlight goes around. And when it's on that person, they need it. That spotlight is for them. Although it gets really hard, you're like, God damn it. Like, I really wanted that role. I really wanted this. Or why are they getting picked right now? Can't people see I'm also good? Like, why can't there there be one? Why can't there be two? And it's a bitter pill to swallow. And you want to be, like, happy for that person. And I think you are when you get over. um, It's another, like, book reference of the Berenstein or Berenstain Bears, however Mm -hmm. they're pronouncing it. Right. (laughs) <laughs> my parents made me read the book when I was a kid about the green eyed monster and how that jealousy can really just 
take you over and it's the death of your career is comparing yourself to anyone else because oh, yeah. you know you really aren't like anyone else and mm -hmm. i think that's our gift and that's the really the time i've had the best success is when i'm like okay i'm not like anybody else i'm not the stereotypical whatever you you aren't gonna see that and i you're gonna see this version of me and if you can't see it fine i'll find someone who can but i'm not gonna give up just because of that and i think like you said, it is hard to admit, but it is like, yeah, you do compare yourself on every level, not just in the acting world, like anything that you desire or you want and someone else has got it. You're just like, how, how are you like, right. how did you figure it out? You know, I, I want to get there. So like a silly example for me is like, I want abs. Everyone who has abs, I'm just like, God damn it. I like to eat too. This is so difficult. Just giving your secret as to how you eat so much. And but I've decided I'm like, no, after this, I'm going to the gym and I have like making small food change habits. But I'm like, once in my life, I'm gonna get these gorgeous abs. I'm gonna take this picture, blow it up on the wall. I cannot have abs 30 minutes later. But I just need that abs for those 30 minutes for that photo shoot. We're gonna be good, you know? But That's like, right. Yeah. Well, let me a uh, piece of advice. If you get them, don't let them go away because they're impossible to get back. I swear to God, I've been trying forever to get mine back and they never come back. It's fantastic. Um, I've never seen them. I'm in, in hunt. <laughs> oh, I had a brief little period for about a year, maybe a year and a half, where, where they were there and they were glorious. And then, no. And it's like, well, damn it. Like, okay. But, uh, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, but I, I, I really like what you said, though, about. You know, I like that you keep bringing up jealousy because jealousy is such a bad thing, and, 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 you know, and, and it, it does get to us whether we want it to or not. It, it does happen in life. But the other thing that I, that I like is staying focused, staying on your path, just doing what you can do to get where you're trying to go and understanding. And I, I love that you said this, that I, because I, I've always kind of believed this, that everything happens for a reason and we have to understand we're not in control. Right. Like you said, if the spotlight shifts to someone else, it's because it's meant to be on them at that point and not you. And when it's your turn, it's going to happen. And someone else is going to be like, why is she getting it or why is he getting it? Because it's meant to happen. And I, I truly believe that, that there is whatever it is, a greater presence that is far beyond what we are. And we just stay focused, do what we do. And when it's meant to happen, it happens. And when it's not, it won't. And we just have to be okay with that. Right. And going back to what you said, we're not perfect. We're not always going to do it right. We're not always going to get what's supposed to happen. And we need to be okay with that. And, and if you're okay with that and understand that your time will come, I think it's a much easier life and a much happier life if you can understand that. Because if you're struggling with that the whole time, you're miserable. If you just feel like you have to attain this perfection or you have to do it and it needs to happen now and why you're going to be miserable even if it if it, you're doing something that you love you're going to be miserable because you're constantly trying to achieve something that can't be achieved and and you know perfection can't be achieved it's it just can't and you have to be okay with that. Yeah, no it it is and I think that was a feedback I got earlier on in my career is that you don't need the perfect audition tape because I am a, definitely a perfectionist. I'm oh, like, for sure. I, I mean, I hear the slightest sound in my tape and I'm like, nope. I was at the fridge <laughs> and two apartments down went off and I can hear it. Like I, yeah. I am so attuned to detail and it's a strength, but it's also this idea of like, okay, I didn't say the word that. I used to be like, anal about it like I would stop my audition and be like nope and I said this instead of that cannot I mean it really doesn't <laughs> change things like who cares you know honestly and it's not I'm not being disrespectful to writers I mean like I understand what if it's a big this or that but if you say it and the tape is flawless like give yourself a break you right. know what I mean like who who cares in that sense of like perfection and I, I struggled with that so much of being like this is what I was supposed to do here are the rules um I'm gonna follow them because this is what I was told to do in my work life everywhere else in my life I'm pretty much like I'll follow everything but in work and I'm finding in work is the best time like I I did a reading series last night and it went really well and it's because I was like here are all the rules I was told and I'm putting them all out the window I'm just gonna yeah. let myself feel my way through it and it was so cool to just be like, I looked like a little bit of an asshole, but that's fine. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, I mean, that's, I just, 
it keeps going back to that, but I feel like that's how you should just live life is just live life. There are no rules. Just go out there and what makes you happy? What do you do that makes you happy? And that's what you have to do. It doesn't matter what somebody tells you you need to do or, or not do. It's what should I do to make me happy? Because again, I, I feel like you cannot be good for anybody else in life if you're not good for yourself. If you're not happy with yourself, you cannot be okay for anybody else. You can't be happy with anybody else or with whatever you're trying to do unless you figure that out first. And if that means breaking the rules, shit, break the rules. I mean, you know, it's what you got to do. Yeah. I think parents too, I think something that this brought up for me that really like, I think the hardest thing to do as a kid and, and you have a great family or great parents, or you have somebody that you respect is to realize that they don't have it figured out either. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People are figuring it out together. Like when you grow up, you're watching your parents grow up, you're watching them figure it out and make the mistakes along the way. And I had a conversation with my parents this morning and it's, I feel like I've reached the stage with them where they're like, okay, yes, we told you all these guided principles to live life by because you need some kind of like order in society to get through fine. But you can break the rules. And it's really weird to hear your parents be like, okay, here's the real. Now you're at a place where like you can do it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was really cool. Like what? I had all this guidance and structure. But I, I think the idolization of parents and people who are older than you, yes, there's experience there. But when people say things like, you know, other, other people, when you go home or friends or whatever, say like, you know, get a real job or you're not doing this, or you're not doing that. It's fear. It's fear speaking. And mm. fear is a huge dictator for a lot of things. It's our comfort zone. It's the don't do anything. And I think it's also a weird version of them loving you to be like, don't put yourself in like discomfort because I'm scared that you'll struggle. And I want to see this. Therefore stay in the bubble. Right. And you're like, to do what we do to show up every day requires a level of delusion and love and madness like you must truly have these things to be like i'm gonna go to a job where they're gonna tell me no eight thousand times in my life they're gonna look at my face they're gonna look at my voice my skin color my hair my speech and they all of that can be reasons they say no to you and right. how do you navigate that it's it's insane like there's no's and then there's yeses and the yeses are so sweet like i will say though for all of us i think you feel that way too that there is no better feeling than doing what you do like for me on set that high it's mm. like it's the best taste it's like visceral you can taste it in your mouth you can feel it in your body you're like vibrating on another level when you're doing what you want to do and you're like i i wouldn't trade this Not no this. yeah i mean we talk about it all the time and i say it to everybody there is no greater feeling in the world for me than being on set the only time i've it's even come close to equaling it is the birth of my daughter and and seeing that mirror that's the only thing that i have found that that even comes close to what i feel when i am on set and 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 doing what I love to do. It, it's just, it's unmatched. It, like you said, you're just vibrating on a whole different level and you're just in a whole different place. And it, it's, it's worth every no to be able to get the yes that you get to do that that time. It's like, that's worth all those no's just to get that. And, and, oh my gosh. It's so amazing. Yeah. That's what we do it for. I mean, I, I mean, we've been talking about stigma the whole entire time and to break that stigma is just continue doing what we do and try to not let outside sources push us off the track. And it's so difficult sometimes because like we've talked about this whole uh, conversation is sometimes it's the people closest to you that mm -hmm. don't intentionally push you off track, but just it's the slightest thing and they might not even like try to push it out that way but it's just like it could be the delivery it could be the inflection just all of these different things but i mean that's what it's all about just us doing what we love and us trying to make as happy us as happy as we can so i think that is the most important thing and surrounding yourself with people or not surrounding yourself with people like you said earlier and and you know we love you to death because you you are one of those people that that you get, we get like, like, I know, I know me personally, I, I like, if I'm having a bad day, I know you're going to cheer me up. I know. And you don't have to do anything. It's just, you'll, you'll not say anything and it cheers me up or you will say something that cheers me up. You know what to do. And it's, I feel like 
those people are so crucial for mental health in every aspect. You know, you have to have your people that know when to stay away from you or when to be there for you or because sometimes you need them to stay away from you and and you need those people to understand that, right? And so, but you have always been amazingly supportive for us and, and, and for what we do and personally and professionally. You're just, you're that person. And, and I hope that in turn, we can be that for you and have been that for you. But um, I, I think that your network and your circle, regardless of how big or how small, is so important to, to your mental health and your stability and your happiness because you do need to know when to push away and when to pull in. And I think that's just a lot of people don't figure that out, unfortunately, and that's the cause, the root of all of the problems mentally is that they just haven't figured that out yet. No, and, and you guys definitely aren't like, and you know that we've texted like professionally and personally, and it's, it's incredible because sometimes, and I know myself, I'll retreat and not ask for help. And that's something that I've been very good about this past year of doing it. But even, even being good at it, sometimes you're just like, I don't know when to text. And sometimes you'll text me, you know, you yeah. guys are great. <laughs> being like, and, and it's exactly the time I need it when I'm just like, I, I'm cat. I caught myself this week. I'm like, I'm going into myself. Like I haven't texted. I've kind of been like, I'm busy and I was, but I'm just like, Oh, I'm retreating, you know? And sometimes I need a little bit of that. And other times it's like, I need a friend to be like, Hey, I still see you. You're still good. And it's funny because at the same time we talk about family and friends being the ones that can hurt you so much because they know you so well by this get a real job. Mm-hmm. They're also the ones that when they do support you, you almost don't believe it. Cause you're like, you're so close to me. Do you not see it? Like, right. and then you're yeah. like, weird hell loop of like you know they'll be like you're amazing you're like you're just saying extra family and then exactly. they'll be like, you're, like, you're like i definitely do because you're family and you're like this is such a weird place to be <laughs> of that just like or do you not see me and i'm like okay i need to just but i do think mental health would has really helped me and i hope this helps someone else in dealing with even going back home or these comments is i've created this routine that like no matter what, I'm up by 6.15 in the morning. I'm trying to get it earlier, but 6.15 is a good compromise for me. <laughs> we're we're going to live at 6.15. But I, I get up and I do a language app because I want to learn a new language. And then I, one line in a journal. does not have to be more than that, but at minimum one line. And then I meditate for five minutes minimum. Like just five minutes. I listen to videos that I really like. And then I walk. And those are my non-negotiables of the day plus workout. Like those are the non-negotiables, everything else. If I accomplish just that for the day, I'm okay. Obviously I want to do more, but if I get through my non-negotiables, I know that there's a routine and I know that I'm like, okay, every day I'm moving towards helping myself and checking in. And I feel peace, you know, during that time. And I think that has really helped me in the morning. And I, and I'm not like a stickler of like, I didn't do it right now. How can I like, oh my gosh, if I have to meditate before I sleep and meditate before I sleep, but those are the five things that must, must be done. And then I can start my day. I can do whatever else has to be done. Like, and I'm okay with that. You know, and I think that has helped me a lot mentally kind of find this, um, this space. And I, I do want to say to the South Asian community, I think it's very important that we don't talk about mental health and therapy enough. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that is very much stigmatized. Um, I'm in therapy. I've been going over a year and I think that it was the best thing. And I found a South Asian therapist woman who I love. And I think that this is something that has been the best thing for me because through the anxiety and perfectionism and trying to figure out a lot of situations, like I have a hard time with adjustments and big changes that happen and then big life changes that that stays with me because I love people so much and therapy has really helped me find a way to feel the feelings, let them pass through me, but they don't have to stay with me and dictate the rest of the things I go through. And I think that that's, it's time for my generation, my parents, grandparents who are still around, all of them need therapy. Everybody needs therapy. Everybody needs, and I didn't think I would feel that way, but I feel like, having a space of someone who believes and can listen to you and, and help you champion a good therapist has made all the difference. And I Mm. think that that's something that will help in work life, career life, timelines, goals, expectation, marriage, kids, all the pressures we have on ourselves. I think that that's really big for the community to go out. And um, I really want to stress that for us. Like, I think we need to talk about that stuff. I'm doing a vagina monologue, South Asian version. And we don't talk about that kind of trauma either. Right. Like never, we don't, talk about that kind of thing because it's shameful because we did something wrong and we didn't 
I think we need to understand and talk about those stigmas and and have those because once you speak to it, the power it has over you is gone. Exactly. You know, like, right. Like it's not going to dictate my life anymore. That's know? right. And so, yeah. And I think that those are a couple of things that like it's hard to have that conversation. Not everyone has the privilege or ability to say it if they don't have the support. But then let me amplify your voice or let me be the voice or the space that, that allows that to happen. Right. Oh, most definitely. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show and just talking about your experience because that's what it's all about. And we try to say this every single time. We're not looking to change mass audiences. We're looking to help people one person at a time. And I think this conversation will definitely help people, you know, get over stigmas or at least get through stigmas, I should say. So And understand that they're not alone. Like you just said, there's so much where people feel like they can't talk about it. You know, it's a, it's an uneasy conversation. And so if by doing this, we can get people to talk about it and know, hey, go see a therapist. It's fine. You're okay. You're not alone. We're all going through some shit. If we can do that and people can understand that it's okay to talk about it and it's okay to be out there and there is nothing wrong with that and don't feel bad about that, then that's a good thing and if even if it's just one person that we can reach or help then it's totally worth it so uh you know and you sharing you know everything that you've gone through and 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 your experience is is invaluable and 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 we're looking forward to seeing what you're doing that's going to be amazing Uh, yeah it's going to be great that you're doing that i'm super excited and you guys there should be a space here for you to be held to hold this podcast like this is incredible people need this and when you hear it, there's something, maybe the whole thing doesn't resonate with you, but maybe like you said, one line sticks with you and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that applies. And we hear things at the time we're supposed to. Exactly. And it's going to stick with us. And I think you guys have done an incredible job always of support and love and kindness and following what you guys do. And I love to see it and I love sharing it and I'm, I love you guys. Well, we love you. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a love fest. It's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much again. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we will be talking to you very soon. Oh, man. Uh, just another great conversation for, I think, what's going to be an amazing podcast once it reaches the person who needs it. Uh, because stigmas are very prevalent in everyday action in everyday life so i think it's very important to talk about it especially in the entertainment industry that we know and love absolutely and what i love about this podcast so far and our different range of guests uh guests and the different topics is that it just shows you it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman or if you're old or young or what you're if you're here or there or what your career we are all going through this together and we are all experiencing the same things. And so this idea that we can get out there and say, you're not alone, no matter who you are or what you do, we're all in this. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And I love that we've been able to show that each week and and, and, and continue to do that. It's my favorite part about it. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, again, guys, be sure to follow us on social media. Everything's OKP for OK Podcast. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram, and we drop these bi-weekly, so we're super excited to put this out. If you haven't listened to our previous episodes, please go back and do so. Some really deep stuff there, uh, but we appreciate you guys, and we just want you to remember, everything's okay. <laughs>